SportsStuff.com. We are back. We are back. This is Paladino Live. This is Episode 2. It is the day after the Super Bowl, February 3rd, 2008. And I'm still in shock at what took place yesterday. The New York Giants defeat the formerly undefeated New England Patriots. And it's all over. The Patriots, no longer a perfect team, no perfect season. The whole thing gone. The whole thing completely, completely gone to waste. It's all over. And what a shame it was for Patriots fans and just for the Patriots team and Randy Moss I felt awful for. But anyhow, first things first, this is thesportstuff.com. This is Paladino Live, as I said. And we have a voice line here. And it is 916-912-4263. That is 916-912-4263. Also, we invite you to join our boards, message boards, at thesportspodcasters.com forward slash boards. Thesportspodcasters.com forward slash boards. So, now that we have that out of the way, it is time to dive into Paladino Live, but also... I might as well mention, again, my YouTube at uh, YouTube Paladin Joe, well, or YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe, YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. Check that out. I haven't made a new video lately, but if you haven't checked them out, please give them a look. I talk sports, video game reviews, and boy, that gyromite view has exploded of late, and I appreciate any of you out there that may be listening that are subscribed to my YouTube. That is Wonderful, over 1,500 views now on that video, so I'm excited. And there will be a new video game review at some point, With hopefully within the next two weeks. I'm possibly looking into something. But now on to sports, the New England Patriots, again, just, it's over. I just, I was in utter shock yesterday. I know a lot of people picked the Giants, but here's the thing. Most people picked the Giants because they wanted the Patriots to lose, and that's just all there is to it. It's not because they're great football minds, you know, as PA likes to say on KFAN, but, um, you know, I can't root for a team necessarily, or I can't say I'm outsmarted somebody just because I don't like their team and I'm, you know, picking for the underdog. So let's get that out of the way here. Uh, overall, the New York Giants, though, deserved to win the game. They outplayed the Patriots. I was surprised the score wasn't much, you know, more in the Giants' favor most of the way, especially about by the third quarter. It looked like the Giants were going to win the game. And um, despite the fact the Patriots tend to always play kind of down down for a little while, at least later in the season they started to do that. They'd play down and then get it done at the end, you know, kind of like what the L.A. Lakers used to do in the Shaq and Kobe era. But... Not to be, not to be. All the great things that were going on are completely over now, and it's hard to say that a 18 and one season is a failure, but in this case it is, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. I do believe the Patriots will be back. I do believe they will return to the Super Bowl at some point, be it next year or the year after. It's not over. Let's not kid ourselves. It's not over, unless, of course... This new this news with Bill Belichick is is factual that he's been cheating really since 2001. Now that's that sucks. <laughs> so 
definitely stay tuned for that type of stuff. New York Times reporting that that uh, Bill Belichick had the St. Louis Rams end zone plays recorded. You know how they're practicing their end zone plays during the week before the Super Bowl recorded, and um, conveniently the Rams were stifled several times in that Super Bowl in the red zone. So, yeah, there's a little bit of fingerprints of something there. So um, for the good of the National Football League, the good of Patriots fans, but most of all the NFL and its integrity, let's hope to God this isn't true. I mean, right now I'm the little kid standing next to Shoeless Joe Jackson saying, say it ain't so, Joe, say it ain't so. So, Bill, say it ain't so, please. Please say it ain't so. Um I just hope to God this is not, you know, the beginning of the end for the Patriots in a big way. Like, you know, like the Golden Gophers, Minnesota Gopher fans out there, you know, the the basketball program, how they played ineligible players and their Final Four appearance, gone, nullified, completely nullified. They finished the season 0 in whatever it is, 33 or 39-ish, whatever, how many, however many college games they play. I don't really keep track as much as I should with college basketball. But could you imagine if the New England Patriots, if this thing was blown wide open, could you imagine if they were to have championships disqualified? That would be depressing. You know, I don't care if you hate this team. I don't care if you hate football. That would be depressing, you know. It would be, it would really, it would, it would, it would kill a good thing, a good, um, you know, it would kill a good sport. It would really hurt the integrity. So, Again, say it ain't so, say it ain't so. But obviously none of it proven yet. So, again, we shall see. Um, also today I do plan on talking Timberwolves yet again. But, of course, last night's game going to be a topic today. Not the whole time, of course. But um, I I couldn't get to sleep to almost 3 o'clock yesterday, and that is not like me. You know, I'm not a night owl. I'm not. I'm also not somebody that's a morning person either. I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I go to bed, you know, midnight, one o'clock. I couldn't get to bed till three because it just was spinning in my head. You know what? What was? What the heck that was? You know, last night that game was just spinning over and over and over in my head, and um, I I just I felt so bad for Randy Moss. I really did. You know that guy played so many years here. You know I don't care what anybody says about he was, you know. Bad egg and all that stuff. Well, in New England, he really did everything he could this year to stay out of trouble. Um, but everything just to see, to completely unravel. I mean, a 50-touchdown pass season for Tom Brady, 23-touchdown reception season for Moss. To see all that completely disappear, just vanish, you know, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. It kind of did. And... Um, the Patriots remain, they will remain my second favorite team, you know, behind, you know, the only reason I like the Vikings more is because I'm a Minnesotan, born and raised, so that's just how that is, but to see the whole thing unravel, man, alive, you know, I mean, Brady didn't throw an interception, he did fumble, though, the Giants got nothing out of the fumble, but just to see Tom Brady, I, I mean, I'm wondering if he was hurt more then was let on. Like, I heard something even about shoulder injury to go along with the ankle, so who knows. It He just wasn't the same quarterback in the playoffs. And that may be why some of the experts picked the Giants to win, and I hope that's why. That's more of a, a momentum thing rather than 
then oh, I want to be I'm going to be Mr. Brave Man and I'm going to pick the New York Giants to win the Super Bowl because because I'm I'm going to be a genius on Monday when you know just in case the Giants win and if they don't, well, you know, they lost to a perfect team. What do you expect? You know, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff out there. But um, well, Francis Fran Tarkenton, the former Viking and Giant, for a short time, picked the New York Giants to win on the air on KFAN. He was with Chad Hartman, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, Fran Tarkenton, he must have seen something. He did say something about the momentum and how you know ten road wins is insane. I mean, that was a big concern of mine as a you know Patriots fan going into this game, that this thing is. Uh, this is not a. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be a close game. I mean, never once did I think the Patriots were going to spank these guys. Excuse me. But I thought that. Um, I seriously thought this was going to be. Uh, you know, Patriots were going to get it done. They're going to hold the Lombardi again. And you're going to see Randy Moss with that big smile ear to ear. You know, he finally got his championship. Like he said, he was going to get. You know, years ago, he's saying, "I'm going to get me a Super Bowl ring." I don't know if it's in Minnesota or somewhere else. You know, that was not a good quote. People are pissed off, but still, at least he would have done what he said, I guess you could say. But uh, really, the story of the day was the New York Giants defense first, Eli Manning second, though. In that second half, Eli Manning looked like a great player. I mean, he really did. The way he just went out there and drove his team, you know, to the end. I mean, I was... At first, going to think that it was going to be like Brady carrying his team against the Cincinnati, you know, carrying his team like Joe Montana did against the Cincinnati Bengals in 88 at the end and win a close one. But uh, instead, it was Eli Manning doing that. Uh, uh, that final drive, when uh, I'm not sure I know the name of the player on the Patriots that had him in the grasp. He just about, he was, it was like <laughs> an extent of the arm away from being a sack. And Manning kept his footing. He slipped loose just barely, and boy, he got that 20-yard pass, you know, completed. I just, I couldn't believe it. I was just looking at Paul, my friend Paul Tuniverse, Paul Tuniverse Caniff, who was um, watching the game with me yesterday. You know, Paul will obviously, will be on the show someday, probably to talk a little video games, maybe a little sports, but I just turned over to him and said, that was just absolutely amazing. Uh Obviously, Paul, not a happy camper about what took place. Um, just couldn't believe it. Yeah, Tyree was the player. I almost forgot his name. But, yeah, that was the man who pulled in that ridiculous catch off his helmet and somehow came down without the Patriot defender. I'm not sure if it was Samuel or uh, who it was, but it was very close, very close. That ball could have been uh, stripped out of his hands, but he somehow hung on. I mean, that was pure passion, pure desire on Manning and Tyree there. That was just two players saying, this is our year and not yours, and that's what happened. You know, that's how championships are won. That was guts and glory, and uh, congratulations to the New York Giants and the pedigree. I'm mentioning, mentioning you once again on YouTube, the pedigree. Congratulations to your team as uh, they were warriors in this postseason. They proved to the world that they deserved, you know, to be in the Super Bowl because, you know, they, I mean, they beat an undefeated team, which is just, you know, I've never seen an upset quite like this. You know, I mean, I, I guess Eli Manning's the next Joe Namath now. You know, Broadway Eli, I guess, if that works, kind of.
even though the Giants don't really play in uh, New York City, they play in East Rutherford, New Jersey, I believe. So that's just how that goes. And um, uh, anything else in the game, really, that I mentioned? Just that play to Moss. I thought I really thought that was going to be it. When Brady hit Moss in the end zone, it's like, there it is, Randy Moss, finally. You know, he's going to get his championship, and how cool was that? It was like Montana to Rice, you know, finishing, finishing up, you know, a tough opponent and bringing home a ring yet again for Brady, but finally went for Moss in the end. But then... The problem with the Patriots also in this game, I think they came in a little too cocky. You know, when Samuel broke up a pass to uh, Burris in the end zone earlier in the game, he's all slapping his chest and saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's all me, baby, all me. You know, when I was kind of getting, I was like, okay, let's not get too cocky here. And then Moss got a touchdown. He looked like he was just going to be kind of like, all right, you know, this game ain't over yet, kind of. But then all of a sudden he started doing that fish dance or whatever the heck it was, and it's like, dude. Dude, there's 2:44 left, and Eli Manning is, you know, all of a sudden hitting, you know, hitting his receivers here. Let's not get too excited yet. Uh, they had three timeouts remaining too. Let's not forget. So definitely not time to celebrate. You know, the Patriots defense let them down in that fourth quarter, and uh, I'm surprised Moss, you know, was celebrating that way. You know, it's not about dancing in front of a camera. It's about making sure that clock hits zero first before you start kind of acting like you're, you know, Mr. Superman. So that was a couple things I was not impressed with last night. Um, Other than that, I guess that's pretty much it when it comes to my comments on the Super Bowl. Uh, So I will return very shortly. I'm going to just pause real quick. And I will return to talk a little Timberwolves basketball. There, I am right back in it again. I apologize. I just needed to get a little warm drink. It is cold here right now, very cold. It's snowing out. And um, that's pretty much how this, that's pretty much how things go when it's basketball season. You get a little cold air, so obviously it's winter time. It's my favorite sports time of the year, after the Super Bowl and before March Madness, you know, because then it's just straight up NBA, baby, NBA. It's my favorite sports time of the year, and it is time to talk Wolves as they continue their positive run. They've won two in a row, Uh, and just waiting for my computer to load here. Bear with me. The Wolves do win two games in a row. They defeat the Clippers most recently, and before that, they defeated, let's see, this camera, this computer is really slowing up here. I apologize. They defeated the Chicago Bulls at home, and uh, they are on a pretty good run here. They're trying to go for number three tonight. They're playing Houston, Houston Rockets. I believe it is a home game, and yes, it is. So the Wolves, I will be catching that game again tonight on Fox Sports Net. But uh, really, this is just impressive. And uh, since my last show, Randy Foy returned to the court. So good news for Wolves fans, but here's the thing. You know, it's great to have him back. But, you know, I think he's going to have a little bit of the kind of year Rashad McCants did last year, and he came back from his long, long injury. You know, he... Like, you know, and against the uh, the Clippers, he only got five points and two assists. 
in the game in 24 minutes. That's a lot of time to do a little bit of damage, at least get 12 points or something. But, yeah, Randy Foy, I'm not really expecting him to really go on a tear here for a little while. And, um, man, you know, the curiosity is just is killing me. Because, you know, you look at Brandon Roy, he's, a, he's an all-star already, and he's leading his team to uh, looks like a playoff berth, maybe even a division championship. And um, it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing uh, with the Portland Trailblazers. So Randy Foy, I really hope to God that he can show the world that, hey, you know, it's not like Brandon Roy is way better than him. I'd like to see Foy come out and be a good just like Foy or Roy. Ugh, I just, that's the problem. This Foy, Roy, Roy, Foy thing, you know, drives everybody crazy because now that's the that, that trade the Wolves did a few years back in the draft with, you know, Foy and Roy and all that good stuff. But, you know, it's going to either you're either going to get scrutiny or praise, and so far the Blazers are the winners. But I really hope Randy Foy emerges here in the next two years or so to say, hey, you know, this trade is pretty even, or maybe even maybe even the Wolves got, you know, got the better player. Wouldn't that be cool? If Randy Foy turned out to be even better than Randy, than uh, ugh, Brandon Roy, that would be the bomb. The funny part is, the cool part about that most recent game against the LA Clippers, Al Jefferson only played 29 minutes, well, 30 minutes, 29 minutes, 58 seconds. Yeah, that's 30 minutes, I'd say. They didn't even have to play him in the fourth quarter. He just sat out, you know, no foul trouble, no injuries. Just, you know, he only had two two fouls. So that's pretty cool. The Wolves just, you know, chilled, and he still had 25 points and 11 rebounds. So there's a guy who's <laughs> making do with his uh with his time played. So uh, that's pretty cool stuff when it comes to Al Jefferson as he continues to be a great player. Uh, a week ago he was the NBA Player of the Week. Um, so let's let's hope he can keep this up. Maybe not quite at the exact pace he's been at because he's playing like a you know superstar, super-duper star. But we'll see what happens. Uh, there were a couple call-ins this week. I'm going to play one for you now. Hope I can you can hear it. Here's one. Well, now we're going to wait for Winamp to open. That's the problem. As it's still taking... may not have heard that. That's a little quiet. I'm going to try it one more time. I apologize for this. Hi, I'm calling for Palladino Live, and I want to say that Palladino is the best in the business. And I appreciate that. That sounds like Andre. Andre, who I talked with on Yahoo, he went to my school years ago. Um, the only thing is, it is Paladino Live, not Paladino, but thank you for that, Andre. If that is you, it does sound like you. And uh, Not sure if I'm quite the best in the business just yet, but, hey, you know, it's the thought that counts, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your support. There is one other call-in, and this one is from Farzine. Hey, this is Farzane calling Paladino Live. Joey, welcome to TSS, and good luck with your podcast here. Uh, you were talking a lot about the Wolves and how they're trying to rebuild, uh, especially when they since they've had Kevin Garnett for the past couple of years, and he, um, it was a little secret that he wanted out. Um, uh, there just seems to be a lot of trade rumors in the NBA. Uh, a couple of the uh, Zach Randolph, uh, Pau Gasol, those guys have been traded. It looks like they're going to stay with their teams. 
But well, what about the Wolves? Do they have a chance at getting anyone in specific at least before the season or maybe in the offseason? I mean, Jason Kidd or Shaq. I know Shaq's having his issues, but uh, I don't know if any of them would want to go to the Wolves. Do you see any possibility right there? What do you think? I'm out of here. Take it easy and good luck again. All right. Well, I thank you for the call, Farzine, and um, good points. Uh, thank you again. It's great to be here at TSS. It is wonderful. You know, this is my first ever podcast, my first ever show. But um, ultimately on the Wolves. Now, about getting Shaq or Kid, there is no chance either of those two will play for the Timberwolves because they are the kind of players, they're in their 30s. They are going to, they, if they do get traded, they will go to a team that needs to win right now, like the Dallas Mavericks, San Antonio Spurs, Phoenix Suns. Uh, even the Orlando Magic may be in the mix with somebody, you know, I'm thinking. But uh, the Lakers obviously are done trading because, <laughs> I mean, Farzine, woo, boy, did your club come ahead in that trade. You know, I mean, giving up two first-round draft picks, yeah, that's expensive. But the thing is, the Lakers are probably going to win 55 to 65 games, you know, the next two years or so or whatever it is. So um, you're looking at a 20 five to 30-ish pick in the first round. So it's not like those picks are going to be, you know, <laughs> it's not like those picks are going to be the next Jack or kid. So great job, LA Lakers. I mean, they even kept Lamar Odom. I almost forgot about him. But uh, sorry, you know, and to answer your question, I do believe the Wolves are going to make some type of deal. And here's why I believe that. Remember Gerald Green, how he wasn't playing at all? And um, how, yeah, he wasn't playing at all. He was out of the rotation. But then the agent comes out and uh, says he'd like to make a trade. And now all of a sudden Green's playing a little bit. Now, why do you think that is? I believe that is because they're showcasing Gerald Green. Now, he's not exactly playing 30 minutes a game, but I think they want teams to see what he can do to attract at least some value. I personally wish the Wolves would keep Gerald Green. I wish they uh, did the opposite with how they handled Gerald Green and Rashad McCants. I believe I said this last week that they. I wish they renewed Green's contract. You know, they t- took the team option and declined the team option on McCants instead, or maybe took it on both of them. I guess. I guess that'd probably be the best thing they could have done. <laughs> but instead, yeah, they. Um, with McCants becoming an unrestricted free agent in the summer, I think they will try to make some type of deal, hopefully involving the likes of an Anton Walker or even a uh, uh, Buckner, who is completely not playing. But he could be like a nice veteran presence on somebody's bench, you know, deep on somebody's bench, of course. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some type of move is made. I personally would not mind if McCants was involved in the trade. I think he could get something in return for you. Uh, That way certain players would get more playing time. Uh, but, well, now they're finally starting Brewer, so I do believe some type of trade could be happening. There's been almost no rumors at all so far, but uh, someone out there might like a Gerald Green or a maybe an Antoine Walker, believe it or not. You know, there might be a soul out there who wants Antoine Walker on their team, a team veteran team. Maybe Dallas would take him back, maybe, even though he didn't really do that well there. Um but, but yeah, I mean, I don't see the Wolves getting any type of veteran guy unless it's somebody that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a backup guy. Maybe 
another Buckner type, I guess, but uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't certainly wouldn't excite anybody. Maybe only for the sole purpose of salary cap relief. Um, you know, like how they got Theo Ratliff for that purpose. He's got a twelve million dollar contract that's coming off the books this year. You know, twelve million this year, and obviously that cap space will be freed up. So, yeah, that's how I see the Wolves going into um, Feb twenty first. That is only. You know, about two and a half weeks away. So that's one of my favorite days of the year, of course. So ultimately, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some type of stuff going on between now and then. you got to think. Uh, Jason Kidd will be traded, almost certainly will be traded. Shaq, I, I don't know. Where is he going to go? I don't know. I mean, they. I think the Heat would be smart if they could trade him, but isn't his contract just ridiculous? Uh, here's another place to go to look at contracts. So I might get off the loads a little bit and just kind of generalize NBA a little bit. You know, since it, we're, we're nearing trade talk, I'm going to look at the uh, the Miami Heat here. It's hoopshype.com salaries. Yeah, Shaq is making $20 million this year, $20 million next year, and $20 million the year after. So at least they're all the same. But that's an extensive price for a guy who's averaging 14 points and, about, and under eight rebounds a game. And, you know, every time he has a hangnail, he's on the bench for three weeks. So, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I love Shaq. I really do. I mean, I really loved what he brought to L.A. And um, in a lot of ways, I do think the Laker fans have not, didn't appreciate really what he brought to them. I mean, he really helped them get their three titles. I mean, he's not the only reason they won, of course. I mean, Phil Jackson is probably the main reason. Well, he would have to be the main reason that team won championships because he got those guys to work together finally when they were, you know, squabbling, you know, in the uh, Del Harris era. You know, Del Harris is a good coach, but for some reason he just, well, he couldn't get those two mega personalities to work together, Kobe and Shaq. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at $20 million a year with two and a half years left on the deal, I Shaquille O'Neal, I don't know. I don't know. I I would like to see him play on a different team and maybe get make some playoff run. You know, I remember Dallas was interested in him a long time ago. Uh well, you know, back when uh you know, back when he was about to leave the Lakers. So, uh we'll see what happens. I'm going to pause again for a second. I'll be back in like a flash because uh yeah, you don't really get dead air here. I'll be one second. Well, there's that. Um I apologize. I'm back immediately. Obviously, it was just a little click for you. Um well, the Heat do have a lot of salary coming off the books here. The Miami Heat salaries on hoopshype.com. Gosh, they they have twenty million coming off the books. So, you know, so they'll have they'll have room to uh, do some stuff. You know, they do have Wade signed long term, so that's good for them. 2010-2011 at seventeen point one mil a year. You know, mil that year that is the final year. So that is a player option. So. Wade, I believe by that point, the Heat will have an improved roster. I mean, the Heat have a worse record than the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, I mean, with Shaq and Wade, hello, uh-huh, hello, hear me knocking? I mean, why? I mean, Pat Riley's the coach, too, by the way. It's not like it's Jimmy Rogers, you know, coaching the, the uh, Miami Heat. So... I really don't know why they're stuck in this bad. I mean, other than it's just injuries, a lot of, you know, Ricky Davis, boy, I don't imagine he's really a locker room, a real help to their locker room over there, along with, you know, Mark Blunt. Boy, that was a, 
That was a pretty bad trade for the Miami Heat. I know Walker sucked, and he's kind of a cancer a little bit. Mainly, I wouldn't say he's much of a personality cancer as he is a player, you know, as just the way he plays. That's where he's cancerous because he's constantly, every time he puts the ball on the floor, guess what? He ain't going to pass. He ain't going to pass. You know, me and Marcus, forecaster, my friend Marcus, uh, noticed that, you know, he's a fellow and uh, NBA guru. We like to talk basketball, and he'll be on this show at some point if uh, we can get him to speak up a little bit into the mic. That would help. Um, you know, like Farzine did very nicely on that call-in, by the way. You know, that's that's how radio should sound, baby. But um, I, you know, Walker, just, you know, every time, you know, me, you know, it's just we notice that every time that he puts the ball on the floor. I mean, sometimes he'll hang on to the ball and then he'll pass it. But there wasn't one bleeping time he put the ball on the floor that he passed it every time. And you know what? He just he just flies into the basket wildly, you know, at the ripe age of what is he, thirty one, thirty two, and he still he still plays like a rookie sometimes, you know, by doing that kind of stuff. I mean, come on, man, you know. And I used to love Walker, being a Celtics fan when he was there in the late nineties, early two thousands, whatever they call this decade. Man, I I loved him. I thought he was underrated, underappreciated. But I I mean, I guess it was stuff like that that used to just piss people off. But then again, back then he used to make his shots, though, when he'd, you know, hog the ball going down in the lane or whatever the heck he does, jacking up threes all day. So, yeah, that's where we're at right now with that. Um, I still think that was a good trade for the Wolves. We got a draft pick. We got rid of Blunt. I mean, Mark Blunt. Yeah. I mean, the funny part is he's doing good on Miami. So, yeah, Miami, yeah. You know, since Mark Blunt's playing good, if there is one dodo bird out there that's interested in him, Trade him immediately. Trade him immediately. He's a he's a penny stock that just shot up a little bit. Sell. Sell that. Sell that worthless piece of crap. Get him out of there. You know, that's that's how that's how you trade stocks, that's how you trade players, you know. <laughs> I used to you know, love being able to do that on uh NBA two K seven. You know, oh this player is on fire, trade him. Get him out of here. You know, you, you get you get somebody decent in return in return, like, you know, with Troy Hudson I did one time because he was on fire for some reason traded his butt, you know, because you can't count on someone like him. But uh, ultimately, yeah, uh, gosh, the Miami Heat are going to have three more million available salary cap-wise than the Wolves next year. So I just noticed that. Hmm. Um, the good part is Walker, in 2009-2010, his contract is a team option. I don't think he's going to be here that year. I just, I just don't. So next year you can consider an expiring contract. Uh, for Walker, he's going to only be a, he's going to be paid 9.3 million next year. And, uh, boy, it, looking at this, at the salaries again with the Wolves, man, I just, I hate seeing all these contracts of these players that aren't even here. <laughs> you know, uh, Benno Udrith, a guy, or Udrith, or however you say his name, man, he would have been a nice backup point guard, huh? I mean, who would have saw, who saw that coming? He was buried on the Spurs bench. He gets traded here for like a, um, Second round pick or something, and uh, or whatever it was, or cash, I think, something weird, and uh, we get rid of him immediately. Uh, but his figure still still on the salary cap for this year, you know, big deal. Um, <laughs> who saw him being a nice player though, and you know, filling in for Mike, the injured Mike Bibby, the first half of the season. That was pretty entertaining to say the least. You know, obviously, yes, there it is, Gerald Green gone off the books. If you're following on hoopshype.com, 
salaries, teams, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, so, yeah, Hudson's still on the books until 2010, I believe. That stinks. Um, for some reason, I thought after next year, though, the contract could be voided. I'm not sure. You know, Hoops Hype isn't exactly the most detailed, other than it says team option and player option. They actually made a mistake on uh, Greg Buckner's deal. It is a team option after next year, I believe. So, whereas it's saying it's a player option in his third year or fourth year, whatever it is, 2011 for Buckner, that is inaccurate. So, we'll get we will have some cap space soon here in Minnesota. Just not right away. We're gonna have a little bit next year, a little teeny bit, not much. We're probably not gonna make any type of splash. I'm guessing unless it's through trades. Um, this summer, but next, the year after, though, there is going to be some, some space. So, it could be interesting. We're going to obviously have to ink Foy at some point. I believe, uh, after next year, Foy will be eligible for a long-term extension, as, um, Al Jefferson was at one point. So, that's how things are going currently with the Wolves. Um, at least the salary-wise. And, yeah, I, I look at salaries because trades have to match, and, you know, you look at stuff. You look at what you're getting in return. So that's why I'm looking at salaries a little bit today. So that's pretty much what that is. Give me one quick second. Got to pause here. I'm back right away again. Uh, I apologize for that. There was a phone ringing in the background. That's always nice when you're trying to make a show. So um, that's how that is. Uh so, really, that's the Wolves' salary situation. I'm going to look more at the scores now again. So that's going to take a second for the thing to reload. There it is. You know, Craig Smith, though, by the way, there's a guy I was talking about um, seeing him possibly leave. You know, hey, it wouldn't hurt if they made a decision on Ryan Gomes or Craig Smith uh, before the February 21st deadline. It wouldn't hurt because... Being both of them are going in next year as an unrestricted free agent. Or then again, they might be restricted. I can't remember the rules. Uh, Craig Smith might be restricted, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's the roster thing, roster spot in minutes. They managed to get both of them decent playing time against the Clippers. Granted, that was the Clippers. It wasn't the Suns or the, the Spurs or anything. But um, both of them played very well in that game. As here we are, 18 points. This is Ryan Gomes, 18 points, nine rebounds, one assist. Um, so only one foul. So that means he, you know, didn't screw around defensively. Where Craig Smith, here's the difference between those two. Craig Smith had four personal fouls in 27 and a half minutes. Uh, Craig Smith, 21 points, seven rebounds. So he rebounded a little bit less. And I kind of think Gomes is a slightly better rebounder than Smith. He's clearly a better. Uh, Outside shooter, then Craig Smith. Uh, Smith is does has no jump shot whatsoever. He pretty much his game is to, um, you know, put his put his backside on a guy, back him into the hoop, and uh, put up that little uh, baby hook or whatever you call that play that he does. And it it can be very effective. Like when he's on, like that night, my God, nine of eleven. So he had a phenomenal game. Made all of his free throws too, apparently, and he had the highest plus minus on the team. Plus 28 for the game, as now they're showing that on a daily, on a game basis, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, still, as you can see, Craig Smith, four personal fouls versus Gomes, one. That obviously means that uh, Smith had a little trouble defensively. It looks like against Al Thornton, I would guess. 
yeah, it would have to have been Al Thorard who played 42 minutes. And, uh, boy, he had 11 free throw attempts in the game. Crazy. Uh, Thornton only one of 15 from the floor. Holy moly. Shoot, I didn't see that stat right away. So Al Thornton was a guy the Wolves were rumored to be after in the draft. Um, man, uh, huh. Eight of his points, eight of his mere 10 points were scored from the line. Only one field goal. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't see how nasty of a line that was. Uh, but on Ryan Gomes, here's one thing I've been noticing, though, all year, and I haven't brought it up yet. I want him shooting, not driving to the basket. At least not right now because, um, you know, that's me as a coach. I'm not the coach of the team, and I understand that. So sorry if I'm saying I want. But uh, as a fan, I would prefer that Ryan Gomes continue putting up his mid-range jumpers rather than driving into the basket because that seems to be his weakness. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, he can't seem to finish, you know, on his uh, – he can't seem to finish when he drives to the basket. I don't know why, and uh, Sebastian Telfer has that same problem where he'll have, you know, easy lanes to the basket and he'll blow and a layup and it drives everybody nuts. At least it drives me nuts. you got to finish on those. I mean, it doesn't take much to really improve at that. Just how about put a little extra time with fundamentals and it helps. I mean, that helps me. You know, I play basketball very often, and back in the day when I couldn't finish ever, I simply walk up to the basket and just kind of would put the ball off the backboard and into the hoop over and over and over and over again. You know, that's all they have. You know, that's that. you wouldn't believe how much that helps. It changes, like, everything. One other funny thing I noticed, so many NBA players don't go off the backboard. I don't know if it's a fanciness thing or what it is, you know, when they lay a ball in. But anyhow, I yeah, I'm hardly qualified to coach NBA players at this point. So I apologize if I sounded a little bit uh, goofy there. Uh, it's just, you know, you notice things about guys, and it's like, my God, they're getting paid a fortune, and they're, they're you don't even do fundamental things. It's annoying. So, I mean, I've wanted to coach for a while. just haven't gotten into that, uh, like coach kids, coach adults, whatever. Um, but there's, you know, there's things like that can get can get to a guy sometimes, especially as a fan when you – want your team to succeed, and they blow easy chances. So, yeah, the Ryan Gomes and Craig Smith, that is going to be a debate as we, A, head for to the uh, trading deadline, and B, more even more importantly, because I do think both of them will be on this roster, even though they would make attractive trade bait, I believe. I think they'd make very attractive trade bait to a team that, uh, you know, could use a nice player, on their roster, you know, that's trying to make a playoff run. Either one of those would be a great addition to a team, but um, the Wolves probably won't want to trade either one of them at this point. They may want to keep both. I think I'm not convinced that they can. Um, but, yeah, that will be a debate on which one stays, which one goes with uh, fans, at least on this show or, and maybe in general. You know, they also have the McCanton green debate. I'm pro-green, anti-McCants, and pro-Gomes, and semi-anti-Smith. I like Smith, but just not sure you can keep both of them on the roster and, uh, you know, get the most out of both of them if they're both here, I guess I could I should say. So with that, um, I'll be looking to close the show as I'm approaching 40 minutes. So, yeah, I'm 
I prefer the show will be a teeny bit longer than a half hour, as long as it's okay with Dylan and others out there, you know, as long as I'm not boring the listeners. So I hope you're enjoying this show, and I will continue to post these up at least once a week. Uh, it could be Mondays. It depends on my schedule because my schedule fluctuates with the kind of job I'm in right now. Um, we'll see what happens. But I really uh, ask you to continue to listen to this show and definitely check out my YouTube. And don't forget, I do have an email address, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Also, add me on AIM, Paladino Live, or Yahoo Messenger, Paladino Live. You know, that's the screen name. So please add me if you like, and we can talk some sports or anything else. Heck, be it politics. I mean, I, being in it's, it's an election year, I may get into a little politics on this show. So don't be surprised if you hear a teeny bit of political talk here and there. I'm not going to get into it too much because I know this isn't the, pol- the politicalstuff.com. This is thesportstuff.com, and let's all get along, baby. So anyhow, I wish you all a good week, as I shall return very soon. I might post another show this week. We'll see. Uh, But at the latest, a week from now, Paladino Live returns to the podcast. And I will talk to you soon.